Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. We are beginning tonight's shear in Simon Lamed Bez. We're up to Sif Chaf, which is the very top line on page 96. We started the Mechaber last night, but we'll go through the Mechaber again and we'll see the long Mishnabura. The Mechaber says, When a sofer is writing tefillin, he has to be very careful about extra letters or missing letters. If he has one extra letter or is missing one letter, the whole tefillin is puzzle. And if they're puzzle, it will turn out that anyone who is wearing this tefillin is making every day brachalavatala. And anyone who's wearing these tefillin, it turns out that every day he is without tefillin on his head. The punishment for the sofer is very great. Therefore, a person who writes tefillin has to be has to fear heaven. Anyone who's writing tefillin or fixing up tefillin has to be very zealous in the word of Hashem and he has to be very uh, fearing of heaven to write tefillin. So the Mishabura says in Sifkaton Kuf, Chiser Oyiter, Afilu im Even if the reading of the word doesn't change by the extra letter or missing a letter, Kigom b'moli v'chosar kidlakamon. Like there's an extra vav, or it's missing the vav, but it's read the same way, still it's possible if it has an extra vav, or if it's missing the vav. Kuf Aleph, Os Achas, even if it's missing one letter, Vafilu im Kotzol Shayud Chaser Ma'akiv. Even if it's only missing the Kotzol Shayud, the little extra part of the Yud, that's Ma'akiv, like the Gemara Menachel says on Chavtesu Aleph. So he said the sofer who does this, his, uh, his Onesh is very Merubah, it's great. Milvad Ovon Gozel HaChomor. So besides the fact that he's stealing money by selling Tfilin at Apostle, he's also causing a person to go every day without Tfilin, and he's causing a person to make a Brachlavatola every day. And this is what we were up to last night, Sifkaton Kuf Gimel. He has a whole long Musr Shmuz for Sofrim. Very important for anyone who wants to go into Safras. Sifkaton Kuf Gimel. Person should be Vichare Lidvar Hashem. Ra'isi Lahatik Po Loshan Haluvush Hatsarich Ma'od Lenyanenu. I saw fit, says the Chavis Chaim, to put down here the language of the Lavush. That's very Nogaya to what we're discussing. The Zela Shono, this is the language of the Lavush. And not like many people do, many sofrim do, that they allow young children that are learning how to write tefillin, to, they're helping train them to write tefillin, so they have young children writing tefillin for them. And afterwards the sofer looks over the tefillin that a katan wrote and he sees if it's missing anything or if it's done properly and he has enough, he says it's good. And then the sofer goes and puts these parshios written by katanim into the batim and he sells them. And then he takes the money from the sale and he takes that as his profit for teaching this kid how to write, his, how to write tefillin. So he's taking the profits. Umarin lohem pnei hetelomer, and they they rationalize that it's mutter because they say harei anu bazek higom lechasodim im hanorim haaniim lilmod lohem melachas aksiva bechino vehim melachas Hashem. They rationalize by saying that we're such tzaddikim, we're doing such chesed with these children that are, that are poor, and we're teaching them the writing of of tefillin for free, and that's the melachas Hashem. So they rationalize that it's okay to do a great chesed for these kids. Aval ani omer, but I say says the levush yotzos. 
schorim bev seidum. Any of their schar that they have gets lost by the, the losses that they have. The adarabim, it's the opposite. Lo tov heima osim ba'amam. They are not doing good with their nation. Ki hanar nar, because a child is a child. Ve'ein yodea ben yamino l'smolo. He doesn't know the difference between his right and his left. Ve'ein lo shum kavana ba'olam. And he does not have any kavana. Rakim kimis askin b'ksiva liyafo saksav. They're like just writing to make the writing look nice. Velo l'shum kedusha. Like we learned yesterday, tefillin had to be written l'shem kedusha tefillin, and a child can't have that kavana l'kedusha tefillin. Velo l'shum kedusha v'shum kavana mitzvah ba'olam. They have no kavana l'shem kedusha or for any kavana to the mitzvah at all. Vary onesh hasofer merubim o. The punishment for such a sofer is tremendous. Shemachshil es habrios. He's making people stumble. Shemenichim osan hatfillin hapsulim. That he's putting forward these tefillin that are apostle. Vilaod, and not only that, Kedela Shbiach es Mikocho Yomar Hasofer Lakol. In other words, in order to make people want to buy his tefillin, he announces to everyone, Ani Kasavtim Bekavona Kasavtim. I wrote these tefillin, and with the right intentions, I wrote these tefillin, which is not true, obviously. Vilchol Haosin Kain Bevadai Asidin Litain Es Hadin. And anyone who does such a thing in the future is going to get punished. He's going to have to give judgment. Ulokabel Anoshim Harim Yodin. He's going to get tremendous punishment. Vaaleyam Nemar, and on such people the Pasuk says, Orur Osem Melech Hashem Remiah. Cursed is the one who does the work of Hashem, very sly. Alkain, therefore, Yizar Kol Sofer, every Sofer should be careful, V'Yisrachek Mizeh V'Tovlo. He should distance himself from such actions, and it will be good for him. D'Lishmon HaOmer Eitzel Tfilin, Eina Kavona L'Shem Bal HaTfilin. When we say tefillin has to be written l'shma, it's not like a get that has to be written l'shma. You have to write a get l'shem that isha, l'shma for that isha. When you're writing tefillin, it's not l'shma for the, the person that you're giving the tefillin to. It's l'shem HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Rak l'shem kedusha tefillin. That has to be for the kedusha tefillin. Ayin sham. V'siyem alzeh, and the Levush ends off saying, U'min haroi l'mi sheyesh koach biyado, and it's befitting for someone who has the power in his hands, l'manos kosvei tzvillin muhuganim anche emes sone betza balei tori yirei alokim v'charedim advaro b'chol ir. A person who has the koach to appoint people to write tzvillin should appoint appropriate people, truthful people, who are not interested in greed, they're balei Torah, they fear heaven, and they run after the words of Hashem. In each city they should appoint such people. The same way they appoint in different cities. A shochet that fears heaven. And a bodek who makes sure that the shechitu is proper. And the, the chalav is out. They shouldn't just trust any sofrin. We shouldn't just trust any, any sofer that's kavana just to make a, a few dollars. And his, and his writing is... Is very nice, but he's not having the right kavana. Ki gam kavana zutova Even though it's a very nice kavana, it's a very extra special uh, kavana to try to make the ksiva nice. But kavana That's only if they have a kavana for the proper kedusha as well. But for that, they're not worried about. They're only worried that it should look nice. V'day Ad kan That's the end of the musr given by the levush.
And then the Mishabura goes on, the Kasa the Sefer Barash Amar, Yichtov Osios Tovim Utimimos Veloshvuros. A person should write nice letters, complete letters, not broken letters, Ubemitun, Ubekavana Gedolo, you should do it slowly with great Kavana. Velo Yemaher Odom Biksivasa Kedel Harviach Mamun Harbe. A person shouldn't rush through the Tfilin in order to write more so you can make more money. Ki Oso Revach Yelech Liibur Uledeiraun Viasid Nishmaso Kihum Machthias Arabim. That any benefit he's going to get is going to be lost out. The money's going to get lost. His neshama's going to get lost because he's making people sin. And on the flip side, anyone who writes good tefillin that are kosher according to his ability, what a tremendous thing. He has great reward, double, double reward, and he's saved from Gehenna if he writes good tefillin. That's one who is Mezake the Rabbim. That's someone who teaches Tfilin, teaches people to write Tfilin properly and to do it properly for people. When a person is fit, he actually go ahead and write Tfilin. That's, that's the end of the Muslim portion of the Shir. So if a person wants to go into Safras, that's serious business. Person has to have fear of heaven. Person has to have the right kavana. It's not a matter of how nice it looks. That's extra credit. That's also nice. But if you don't have the, the shame kedusha tefillin, then it's all worthless. And to have children writing it is totally inappropriate. And that's that's the musr. Let's go weiter in the mechaber. We're in sif chaf aleph, the fourth line on top on page ninety six. Kol parsha achar sheyachtevena yikreena heita bekavana v'diktok pa'amayim v'shalosh. Every parsha that a sofa writes, he should read it over well, carefully, two and three times. V'yachzor v'yikreena kodem sheyadena besoch besa. And then when it's the shalosh, obviously, where each cloth goes into a different part of the different bias, so he should read it over again before he puts it in the bias. Kedei shalot heschalev parsha v'parsha. So we shouldn't mix it up. We'll get to it later as an, an exact place in the in the in the bottom, in the four bottom of the Shorosh, where each parsha goes. So besides the three time he reads it over after he writes it, he also reads it another time before he puts it in the bias to make sure it goes into the right place. Says the Mishabura in Sivkoton Kuf Dalad, Yukrainahitev, he should read it properly. Shem Yimza Eza Oschaser Beza Parsha, because if he finds a letter that's missing in any parsha, Lohi Levada Nifsala. It's not only that that becomes puzzle, Elogamashareha Mishum Shiu Shalokisidron Kitl. It's not just, oh, there's a letter missing, that passes everything afterwards. You can't go back and fix it, so it's a major problem if you skip something, and therefore it has to be read over so carefully three times, and then a fourth time before you put it into the appropriate place. It's good to test out the quill before you start writing the parsha. So that the quill should not have too much ink on it and it will mess up the letter, it will smudge. So you want to test it before you start writing that there's not too much ink on it. You also want to be careful before you write any shame Hashem in the tefillin. To go back and read over everything that you wrote so far to make sure it's good. So it shouldn't come to Geniza through writing the Shem Hashem. Because the rule is, as we'll see, that if you find a mistake, you could always go back and erase everything till the end of the Pasha and then rewrite it. But once you write the Shem Hashem, you can't erase the Shem Hashem. And therefore, a person has to be extra careful before he writes any of the Shemos of Hashem to go back to the beginning of the parsha, read it over, and make sure everything's correct. Because if you find out later something's not correct, and you wrote the Shem Hashem, you can't erase it. 
has to go to Geniza. You can't use these tefillin anymore. Says the Mishnabura in Sifkaton Kufhei. We said it's good to test out the quill before you start writing the parsha. So the Loshon of Machaber sounds like it's saying, Kodem Shiyasu, look of a parsha before you start writing the entire parsha. The Mishabura points out in Kufei, Eino Rotzalomar Bitzchilas HaParsha Dafka. Doesn't mean to say specifically in the beginning of the writing of the parsha, Elokodem Shiyasu Lutov Biha Parsha. It means before you start writing in the parsha, Lav Dafka in the beginning of the parsha. If you took a break for whatever reason, you're going back to it. So you have to check out the quill before you continue writing in the parsha. And the reason is so you shouldn't have too much dio, because then it will smudge and it will ruin it will ruin what you're writing. And then we said in the Machabi you should be careful before you write the Shem Hashem to go back and read over what you wrote. Says the Mishabura and Sivkaton Kufov Mashekosov, but also Parsha Veloha Shilifaneha. You have to read over that Parsha that you're holding in before you write any Shemos of Hashem, but not any previous Parsha, you don't have to go that far back. And the reason, again, we said was, so you shouldn't come to Geniza al-Yodo by writing the Shem Hashem. Says the Mishavura in Sivkoton Kuv Zayin, it shouldn't come to Geniza al-Yodo, ukeshetovel hakumus lichtovbo es Hashem. And when you dip the quill into the dio in order to write the Shem Hashem, lo yaschil lichtov oso miyad. You don't want to start writing the Shem of Hashem right away after you dip the quill into the ink, right away go to the Shem Hashem. Shelo yasidena beribui dio, it's too risky. You don't want want to ruin the Shem Hashem with too much Dio, because when you dip it in, it might be too much. So what do you do? Well, first of all, one problem is you, you don't want to ruin it, but with Dio. Or maybe there's a hair that got on it, and therefore the writing won't come out straight, and that will cause other problems. And another reason why you don't want to write right away, besides these other problems that it might not look properly, also you want to make sure to be Makadesh, you want to make holy the Dio that's on the Kumus before you write the Shem Hashem. You don't want to go right to the Shem Hashem, you want to be Makadesh at first. So how do you do that? Lachain therefore says the Mishabura, Yechavin Laniach Os Achas Milichto Kodem Hashem. Before you need to write the Shem Hashem, if you need to get more ink, you should leave over one letter before the Shem Hashem starts. And then you dip the quill into the dio and you start writing the letter before the Shem Hashem. And therefore, you make sure there's no hair, there's, you make sure there's not too much ink, you're Makadish the dio that's on it by writing a letter from the Sefer, from the Tefillin of the Sefer Torah previously. The in lo and if you didn't do that, you didn't leave over a letter, you, you forgot or, yeah, I guess you didn't realize it. And you dip the quill into the dio right before the Shem Hashem. What do you do then to avoid these problems? You don't want to mess up the Shem Hashem by having too much dio, Or if there's a hair on it, you want to be Makadish it. So what do you do? Says the Mishibura, Yechapes achar os otog shetzricha dio v'yemalena v'kosev Hashem. You should find a letter that needs a little more dio. Now, it's one that's not so dark as it maybe should be, so you want to help darken it in, either one of the crowns on the letter or one of the letters itself, and that way you are accomplishing all three things you want to accomplish. You're making sure there's not too much Yoan when you start the Shem Hashem. You're making sure there's no hair on it that's going to make it right and properly. And you're writing something before that you're not going to, that you're going to be Makadesh to Dio before you go ahead and write the Shem Hashem. The Imtsarach Dio Kodem Shigmar Hashem. Let's say you're in the middle of the Shem Hashem and you miscalculate and you realize you need more Dio in the middle of the Shem. Oz yitbol ba'osyo shelifnei Hashem shehem lachim adayim v'igmar Hashem. Don't dip the quill back into the the dio. Rather, go to one of the previous letters before the Shem Hashem that's still a little wet and get a little extra dio from there, enough to finish the Shem Hashem. So you don't want to dip the quill into the the big thing of dio 
in the middle of the Shem Hashem, you look for another letter previously that has a little extra dio, and you take that dio and you finish the Shem Hashem with it. But don't dip it back into any of the letters of the Shem Hashem that were already written. And again, the chash of that is that that might be considered a concern that you might be erasing Hashem's name by taking some deal away from Hashem's name. So you want to avoid that. So try to find the letter before the Shem Hashem started that has a little extra dio and take that dio to write the rest of the letters. However, Some are lenient and they say that you can in fact go and get the extra dio from the letters that are part of the Shem Hashem that were already written. That's not considered any kind of disgrace. After all, you're doing it in order to finish writing the shame. And therefore, there's no greater thing than that. So it's not a bizayon to take the ink from the beginning of the shame Hashem to finish the shame Hashem. And therefore, even though there are some who are machmir, there are some who are mekil. So I guess if you have no other letters that are still moist enough, so you would be able to lean on this, rely on this lenient opinion and take it even from the shameless of Hashem that were previously written, the letters of the Shem Hashem that you're in the middle of writing. And the Mishnabura finishes off and says, And if the letters in front that you just wrote are not moist anymore, And if the letters previously written are not moist enough, so then you do the eights that we said before that, that you do before you write the Shem Hashem at all. You dip it into the Dio, and then you try to fill in some of the of the letters that need a little extra writing, and that way you makadesh the Dio, and you make sure that there's not too much Dio, and with that you go and you finish up the rest of the Shem Hashem. That would be according to the opinion that says, you shouldn't take from the previous letters of the Shem Hashem, or even the one that says you could, if those already dried up, that's the Eitzah, you take more Dio, and you put it first on other letters. The Chozehu L'mitzvah V'loli Ikuva B'Dyevet. All these Eitzahs, are all for a mitzvah, and they are not ma'akev. We're up to, to Siv Chav Gimel, but I want to just read one short note before we go to Siv Chav Gimel. It's from Siv Chav. In note 148, he writes, one who is selling, to, one who's a sofer who's selling tefillin, so when he's selling his tefillin, he should really inform the person anything that he did was, that was b'dyevet. You know, we're so cautious about all the kavanas and all the ksiva that if a sofer had to rely on any b'dyevets, so the Shevet Alevi says that you really have to inform him, and if you don't, it could be it's a mekatos. And again, I, I don't know if I mentioned this in this year, I definitely mentioned this to someone private that I was learning. A few months ago, I, I bought tefillin for my son for his bar mitzvah. I bought the Eretz Yisrael, a sofer that my brother knows and he trusts. And when he sent it to me, it was ready in the bottom, so he sent a photocopy of the Parshios. And I, and I can't find it now. I have to, I didn't throw it out. It's somewhere. I got I really want to find it now that we're learning all the halachos. But I remember, he also gave, he had a whole list of different things that he, that he wrote down, ha'aras that he wrote down about what he did. Which is fulfilling this. I don't know if they would be the evidence. I don't remember exactly what it was. I read through it. But I, I'm really, I'm searching high and low to try to find it. Because now it's a lot more. We're learning the halachos, and I want to see exactly what he wrote in the, in the Parshios. But, um, that's the halacha, that you should inform the, the buyer so if he if he knows what's going on on any b'diavad that you had to rely on in the ksiva, yes, Dr. Dreyfus. If, if you buy them and you sell them to someone else, do you have to give them the list that he gave you? That's a question. Lachari, you should if you have it, if you have it available, whatever you have, you would pass on. Yeah, if you bought it from a sofa and now you sell it to someone else, so you should you should ideally send it over any information that you have. Says the mechaber right there, we're in sif chaf gimel. Im os achas. 
Right? We just discussed how many times you have to check over the, the parashios before you put them in. So you checked over the parashios and you found that you're missing a letter. Ain lo takana. You're finished. There's no takana. If you're missing a letter, you're finished. She'im kein hayuk suvim shaloka sidron. If you're going to fix up, go back and fix up a letter in the middle. That would be writing it out of order. Upsulan mishum diksiv v'hayu b'havyasan yehu. We discussed this already many times. Here the Machaber says it. That the... Uh, the parashos had to be written. We had earlier in the Machabah that the, the, the parashos themselves, one, two, three, four, had to be written in order. And we had previously in the, in the notes and in the Mishnabura, but here the Machabah tells us that each parsha itself has to be written in order. And therefore, if you find a mistake, a missing letter, in the middle of the parsha, after you wrote the whole parsha, there's no Eitzah to go back and correct it, because if you go back and fix it up, it's going to be out of order. That would be a Chisar and Kisidron, which is learned out from the Pasuk of Ahayu, Bahav Yosan Yehu. That's if you found out that you're missing a letter. What if you have an extra letter? The, right, because if you're missing a letter, you're writing an extra letter in after you wrote later letters. That's a problem. The imyiter osachas, if you have an extra letter, yeshlo takona ayidei sheyigwar osa, there is an etzah to scrape away that letter. Imhi besov teva obetzchilasa. It's relatively simple if it's the first letter of a word or the last letter. Let's say you put an extra vav accent in the beginning of a word. That's okay to fix up. Even if you finish the whole parsha, you can go back, scrape it off, and that would be okay. Avol, imhi be'emtza teva lo. But you got problems if the extra letter is in the middle of a word. Mishum tevos. If you scrape away an extra letter in the middle of a word, now you have a space that looks like two words. So that would be a problem. We'll see great details in the Shavu how you could get out of that problem. But for right now, what the Mechaber is saying, if after you wrote the Parsha, you go back and you see you are missing a letter, it's too late. You can't go in and put an extra letter in. That's Shalok decision. That's no good. If you go back and you see they have an extra letter, it's very simple. You could erase it. No problem. But that's only good if it's in the beginning or end of a word where... There's no extra space. A little extra space between words is not a problem. But if it's in the middle of a word, you got a problem because if you scrape it away, now the one word looks like two words. So let's see the Mishiburah. We'll start it tonight and we'll finish it tomorrow. It continues pretty long on the next page. So we'll start the first few things tonight. Why is it more lenient to erase a letter? Than so we're going to see that. Excellent question. We'll see why it's more lenient to erase a letter. Because the problem is the, is the ksiva shaloka sidra. You're not doing the ksiva. You're, not, you're just taking something away. We'll see that. Says the Mishiburah, it's katan kuf ches. In Kuvches, he's going on that which the Mechaber said in the first halacha, that if you find that you're missing a letter, you're finished. There is no way to fix it up by adding a letter. Very important point that Mishavura says, wait a second, it's not necessarily a problem if I forgot a letter. I could add a letter. All I have to do is erase everything after that letter and then put in that letter and finish everything up. So the Mishavura says, we're talking about a case from that from the point that you forgot the letter till the end of the parsha, there are shameless of Hashem which you're not allowed to erase. The ilav hochi yigrod at sofa. If not, you could scrape away everything till the end and then rewrite it. So the mishabura adjusts the mechaber. When the mechaber says you're finished if you forgot a letter because you can't write in another letter, you're only finished if there's no eights of erasing everything afterwards in that parsha and rewriting it. How, why would it be impossible to erase it? You already wrote one of the shemos of Hashem after that point, and therefore you can't erase the shame of Hashem, and that's when you're finished. But you're not necessarily finished just because you forgot a letter. If it's towards the end of the parsha, there's no shame of Hashem. You could, in fact, scrape away the rest of the letters and go back and write it in order. And again, the drasha that teaches us that it has to be written kesidron is v'hayu. We learn out from there. Bahav Yosan Yehu says in the Mishiru Sivkotan Kuftes Perush Kaseder Shenotavos Batora Yuksuvim. The order in which they are written in the Torah, the words and letters have to be written in the Tefillin. 
Sivkotan Yud is going on the next halacha the Mechaber told us that if you have an extra letter, there's no Eitzah to scrape it away. If it's in the middle, only if it's at the beginning or end of the word. Says the Mishibura Sivkotan Kuf Yud, if you have an Os Achas that's extra, the Imkosav Teva Yaseira. What if you wrote an extra word? An extra letter in the beginning or end of a word? Scrape it away, no problem. What if there's an extra word? Yigrirena, you could scrape it away. And you could leave the space empty. But says the brackets, That's only assuming that you have no letters from the previous word that you could extend into that space. In other words, we're seeing right here already that if you erase a word and you have a letter, and we'll get into more details about this tomorrow, that you could extend that letter, right? A letter that can keep going, like a base or a race, a letter that could go further. So the bracket just points out that you could erase the words and you're okay leaving it blank if you have no letter before it that you could extend and cover some of that space. And leaving the space empty when you erase the word is okay, as long as it's not the space that normally comes between parshios, which is the space of nine letters. So if it was a three-letter word and you erased it, you'd be okay, because the space now between the two letters is not going to be nine letters. But if this le- the word that you had to erase, that you wrote an extra word, is too long, and now the space is more than nine letters, then it's going to be possible. Sometimes, says the Mishabur, there would even be a way to fix it up if the space is more than nine letters. <clears throat> like we just said, if the letter before happens to be a letter that could extend into that area, you could extend it. You could extend it a little bit to make the space less than the space of nine osios, and you'll save your tefillin. The Yosem is even more than that. The Ba'ofen Zeh, In such a case where the Tfilin is going to become possible because of the space, Here he says the Chiddush. If the letter before the word that's going to be taken out now is a Heirokuf, which according to some opinions, the leg of the Hey and the Kuf must be right under the end of the roof. It must be flush with the end of the roof. But even if the letter is a hey or a kuf that ended the last word and you have to fill up space, you could extend the roof of the hey or the kuf beyond the leg in order to fill up the space. Even though now by doing that, the, the leg of the hey or the kuf is not going to be at the end of the roof. Ain't paid the We're not machped with the And if you look at note 152, he says, as a machlokas rishonim, how the form of a hay and a kuf is supposed to be. Im regel Is the leg supposed to be across from the end of the roof? Or shema kshera ab keneged emsagag? Or is it okay if the leg is in the middle of the roof? We hold the maisa that it's supposed to be that the leg should be flush with the end of the roof. However, old Kosov Shomi, right later on in Mishnah Sofrim, Shem Iyashel Asakna, if you can't fix it, Arei Kshera below Tikkun. But the evidence, it is okay. Sheish Lismoch Al Harishonim, Shesovrim Shekahu Iker Tsurasa. Since some, some posts can actually hold, some Rishonim hold that the Iker Tsura of a Kufra Hay is with a leg in the middle of the roof. And therefore, even though we don't hold that way, but with the evidence, you can rely on that. And that's what the Mishnah is telling us over here. 
that even though normally we want a kuf and a hay to have the leg flush with the end of the roof, but if you had no other eitzah because you had to erase the word and it's more than nine letters there and it's going to be puzzle, you can extend the roof beyond the leg of the hay or the kuf and rely on those Rishonim that say that that is the ikr way of writing the hay and the kuf. Let's just finish up this Mishavura with the third to last line on page 96. Interesting. Let's say you have the same word twice, which could happen. You by accident wrote the same word two times in a row. It is better to erase the second time you wrote that word. Because the first word was written properly. So it's better to keep the first word there and erase the second one. However, here's an interesting chap. The imkodim harishona yesh oshi yocholomoshcho. If before the first word there was a letter that you could extend to cover some of the space, but that word itself, if you erase the second one, there is no letter that you could extend it, and it's going to pass your tefillin. So then, says the mishabura, tov yoser sheyimcha teila harishona kedei lochosh afudas rabbeinu tam deshir parshu gimlosios. So even if it's not no get nine letters. But there is a more stringent opinion of Rabbeinu Tam who holds that it's three letters, a space of three letters between words, apostles. And therefore, if you have an Asa to erase the same word, the first one or the second one, ideally you should erase the second one, because the first one was written properly. But if the letter before the first one is a letter that you could extend and cover the space and cover even Rabbeinu Tam to close up the gap to be less than three letters, in that case it would be better to erase the first time you wrote that word and leave the second time and fill in the gaps so you can be Yotze even according to Rabbeinu Tam by extending that letter before for the first word that will make it less than three letters that are missing. We'll stop here and we'll continue in Mitzvah Hashem next time. The next year officially is on Tisha B'Av where obviously we're not going to have Shir. Um, I'm very possibly going to give Shir tomorrow. I will let everyone know if I'm going to give Shir tomorrow and what time it will be to cover the Shir for Tisha B'Av. You have been listening to a Shir from ShasIlluminated.org. For other Shirim on many topics or to hear an Eon Shir on any Dauphin Shas, including Mara McClemus on each Shir, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.